Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? Well, we here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now this is the last episode of our Around the Horn Top 10 list for all players. Uh, we are concluding here with center fielders and right field, uh, arguably probably the episode with the most talent in it. Next week, or in the next episode, we will be talking about managers and stadiums and uniforms, so it's, it, it will be part of the Top 10 list, but this is the last episode in our player top 10 lists uh, for the off season. So uh, I'd say we're kind of going out with a bang here because uh, these lists are, are absolutely unbelievable. You know, center field and right field has some of the, some of the top legends of the game, not even just, you know, the top 10 throughout, like the top five guys in both lists are, are un- unbelievable players. Um, so let's just get right into it with center field uh, numerically eight around the diamond. I'm going to go with my honorable mentions first in no particular order. I have four, like I do uh, every episode. In no particular order, I have Andrew Jones, Jim Edmonds, Fred Lynn, and Larry Doby. And all those are obviously great players. Andrew Jones, I think, is criminally underrated uh, in particular compared to a lot of these other guys that I'm about to name off or you know are part of my honorable mentions. So to start off my top ten, I have number ten, Kenny Lofton. Number nine, I have Duke Snyder. Number eight, Mike Trout. Number seven, Carlos Beltran. Number six, Joe DiMaggio. Number five, Tris Speaker. Number four, Ken Griffey Jr. Number three, Mickey Mantle. Number two, Ty Cobb. And number one, Willie Mays. I think a lot of these players and their order it will not surprise a lot of people. And uh, me and Frank do have a similar list <laughs> for center field and right field. So um, I'm going to let him do his list so that we can kind of talk about both our lists. We do, like I said, have a lot of similarities. So I'm going to hand it over to Frank, and he'll give you his top ten. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are two of the, the best positions um, in baseball, you know, the talent. Um, I mean, every position, obviously, we talk about some really great players throughout the, the list here. But you get the center field, right field. I mean, you're talking about probably three, four, five of these players are probably on the all-time top ten list. Oh, yeah let alone just at their position. So uh, my honorable mentions for center field, my first one's uh, uh, Richie Ashburn, Phillies, a good player. Uh, Carlos Beltran, uh, another, you know, very good player and um, switch hitter, and, you know, kind of did, did a lot of things. Larry Doby, here's one. Here, here's one. I have one look up. I always got a couple guys that's on the list because they're ridiculous. Um, Hugh Duffy, go look up his stats. I believe he batted 440 one year. Yeah, he's 440. <laughs> 440, 440 on one year. Unbelievable. So it wasn't just a 400 mark. It was the almost 450 mark yeah. on a single season. So that's that. <laughs> um, next guy I want to talk about, Hack Wilson. Everyone kind of, Well, not everyone, but a lot of people kind of know Hack Wilson, the RBIs and all that. My next one, Dale Murphy, who was very good, played multiple positions, but mostly center field. Big guy. Yeah, very underrated. Stole bases, crushed the ball. I mean, everyone loved Dale Murphy. Mm-hmm. And my last one was Kane Lofton, who you, you mentioned previous. My top ten list to get into. Uh, number ten, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones. I, I don't understand why he's not 
you know, closer to the Hall of Fame and then eventually in the Hall of Fame. Ten gold gloves, center field. Uh, one of the greatest defensive center fielders we've ever seen, if not the best. And smash the ball. Had a bunch of home runs. He had 50 home runs one year. Did he take steroids? Did he not? People like to argue. Well, you can go in that with anybody. With Pudge, Piazza, Bagwell, all those guys. So why get in it with Andrew Jones more than anybody? Mm-hmm. But um, a dominant, dominant, dominant player. And defensively, yeah. he almost played infield. He played so shallow and just caught everything. Um, came up as like a 19-year-old and just dominated the game. He, he was fantastic. Yeah, he, uh, him and uh, they always compare Andrew Jones' 19-year-old season to uh, Mickey Mantle's 19-year-old season. They they held him in that higher regard of like sure. 19-year-olds, like yeah, legends of the game. Yeah. yeah. So, my always liked Andrew Jones. I like defense. Um, so, I believe he should be at least better consideration. And he should be, you know, right at the bottom of the list is fine. Yeah. Um, number nine. One of my favorite players of all time, Jim Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, one of the greatest defensive you know, uh, center fielders we've ever seen. Some people like to say, oh, his range wasn't that good. That's why some of the plays he made, you know, he you know, had, had a dive for a ball that someone else maybe tracks it down. I get that. But the plays that he made were still ridiculous. Yeah, he still made the play. And he didn't lose much ground. Mm-hmm. And he was very clutch. Very clutch. Uh, 393 home runs. 1,199 RBIs. He was one of those guys almost. He was almost on a lot of stats. Mm-hmm. I think he almost had a thousand runs scored. I think it was like 992 or maybe it was 1,200 or something. But he was, almost had a lot of stats. I'll look it up real quick for you while you're going at it. He, yeah. uh, he, came, he came 50 hits shy of 2,000. He came seven home runs shy of 400. Yeah. He came one RBI shy of 1,200. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was right pegged at 1,250 runs. So... There's three stats right there that yeah. just bump him up yeah. a little bit. And I think even stolen bases he had a decent amount, right? Stolen bases he had uh he had 67. But okay. I mean well, a little bit more than that. But you can see if he got to 400 home runs, if he got to over 2,000 hits, if he got to 1,200 RBIs, you're talking those are some nice round numbers. He probably finds his way onto my list at least. Yeah. You know. And um, I said he was fantastic defensively in the the diving straight back with the Angels backwards and catching the ball. Running up the hill and diving on the hill mm-hmm. at House Hill, Houston. Some of the plays he made were just ridiculous. He yeah. was just unbelievable in the outfield. I love Jim Edmonds, and um, a lot of other people like him too. That's You see him on a lot of lists, you know, at the bottom, but on lists. And that's why I got him number nine here, and I loved him. So Yeah. Uh, number eight. Uh, how could you not like him? Number eight, Kirby Puckett. <laughs> um, another one that might be surprised some people, but. And I'm I'm one not to go with the well if he didn't have the problems he had the eye problem and had to retire early he still was great and he still had great numbers even without yeah. it he got in the Hall of Fame I think it was like first or second baller I believe even with the the little bit shortened career uh, robbing the home run with the plexiglass hitting the the walk off home run in the World Series yep. uh, Kirby Puckett was fantastic yeah. I believe he had like a, a career over career 300 average. Pretty well over, I believe. It was like 310 or 309. 318. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's well over. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Kirby Puckett was fantastic. He was a very good player. So I got him number eight on my list. And then he's one of the guys you just always love. And you wish he was able to kind of finish more of his career and, and then, you know, have a, have a after baseball life that kind of got taken from him. Number seven, I got Duke Snyder. Uh, you know, you had him on your list. Everyone has him on their list. Duke Snyder was fantastic. One of the best Dodgers they ever had. I think really forgotten. Really, oh yeah, I really feel like he's a forgotten player. You see Duke Snyder, like he's pretty good. Well, look who, uh, look at the generation he played with. The other two center fielders that were playing with him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. And you're like, no, he was really good. That's kind of Duke Snyder. He gets kind of gets sandwiched. 
I feel like Zeus Snyder's kind of like Dale Murphy. He's like, really? He was a center fielder? Like Dale Murphy, like, really? He played center field? I'm like, I thought maybe left field, maybe like third base, something weird, you know? Mm. But you're like, no, he played center field. That's what he did, and he hit the ball very far. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah. So, number six, Joe DiMaggio. Uh, you know, the first thing everyone talks about, the 56-game hit streak, and, you know, almost you almost trade with Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe DiMaggio, I mean, he speaks kind of for himself. You know, fantastic player, and, you know, one of the Yankee captains. He was, uh, his aura around him, and kind of his presence almost, like, was unworldly. His play was very good, one of the better players. But, like, I feel like his off-field made him almost even higher on people's lists. Yeah, with Marilyn Monroe. and he just Yeah, he just seemed like he was, like, a like a superhero to people. Yeah. He was like the, you know, I know you'll get to him, but he was like the Mickey Mantle before Mickey Mantle. Yeah. You know, he was that, on that level. Yeah, it almost made him, like, you th- you almost want to rank him higher because you're like, how is he not? Mm. But you just want to look at his stats. You're like, he's really good. Like he's in the middle, of, you know, he's, he's six on my all time list. But like yeah. people think, and you're like, how is he not like three? Cause you think off the field, you're like, this guy was, was, was a superhero. Yeah. Was Superman. So he does uh, have a bigger than life presence. Yeah. You know, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So, but number five on my list, Trish speaker, another one of them older guys, just slap base hits all over the place. And that's what he did. Yeah. Ridiculous stats. Uh, fantastic outfielder, fantastic center fielder. And again, he's just one of the older players who have stats that just don't make sense to anyone. Yeah. That's what he did. And he was great. Number four, one of my favorite players. Again, I can say that about everybody you feel like, but he actually, you know, really should be one of everyone's favorite players. And that was Ken Griffey Jr. Unbelievable. He's, he's one of the few guys that I think everyone should say and does say, you know, if it wasn't for the injuries, we're talking 800 home runs, we're talking stolen bases, we're talking, you know, 3,000 hits, uh, maybe a World Series here or there. I mean, he was uh, changing of the guards kind of player where he was that, you know, the mold was kind of breaking with uh, some other players and being a little bit more flashy and fun and energetic. And then he came in and just shattered that right through the, through the roof. And like, now we're in a new age. The backwards yeah. hat, you know, uh, the kid. Always mm-hmm. be the kid. No matter what, he's the kid. He, you know, home run derby off the, off the warehouse in Camden Yards, like 700 feet. And, you know, the, the catches, no, you know, regard for his body. Mm-hmm. Jumping at Detroit, robbing the home run. And, you know, some of the ones he made running and, you know, just full stride catching in the Yankee Stadium one when he catches yeah. over. Yeah, putting um, his foot on the wall and reaching yeah. how far over. Yeah, perfect time. And the one where he broke, what, his ankle and his wrist, or two plays that he made where just, he just, like, shattered his wrist. He hit the wall, everything crunched. Yep. yep. He just didn't care. He just he was that good. He was unbelievable. Sweetest swing. Mm. Probably probably the greatest, the sweetest swing baseball's ever seen, from the left side, at least. For sure. And just a baseball lifer. Mm-hmm. Grew up with baseball. One of the big reasons Seattle Mariners are still playing in Seattle, him and Edgar Martinez, he's the one that scored. Mm-hmm. He ran like the, from first to home in like one second. <laughs> he was just, the ball was hit and he was gone. He was, mm-hmm. he was at home already. Um, he was fantastic. Speed, power, uh, contact, average. Um, you know, he had like 50 home runs. I think the, the year that uh, McGuire and, and Sosa and what, 98 hit 50 billion home runs, he was like 30, like 60. Yeah, like he fifty nine. Like no one even knows. Yeah, he was right. He was at points in the season, like right there with them. They were. He was neck and neck until they just continued, and he, not that he didn't continue, because he had like fifty nine home runs or something. He just was like, I can't. Like, what? Yeah, I yeah. Keep hitting these things. Yeah. But he had like what? What do you have streak of seven games in a row with a home run or eight games in a row with a home run? Yeah, he came. 
what was it? Uh, Mattingly holds the record, or, or or he tied with the record, or something like that, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he was just he was unbelievable. Um, I mean, everyone liked him. Mm. Went to the Reds. He just the injuries really, you know, I don't like to say that, but you know, use that for where you could place him in greatness. But injuries really did hurt his his numbers because he would have been probably he would have been pushing number one all the time. Yeah, I mean, he, field, he's a he's a what if story with six hundred home runs. <laughs> Say 630 home runs and almost 3,000 hits and yeah. stolen bases and gold gloves and doesn't matter. It's what he did. He was fantastic. Yeah. And he was a he was one of those guys where you could say, I mean, I don't think baseball because you know, well, you know, I guess he, he was part. You know, he's part of the '98 season that really saved baseball. He was a one of those guys that kind of saved baseball. But yeah. He, he he revolutionized the game. Yeah. Well, I he mean, brought kids in because he was like, this is the guy. This guy's like backwards hat. He's you know. His father played baseball, and, and now he's like in this energetic. He's changing the game. You know, he's retro. He's he's like, you know, he's breaking that mold, that retro mold. He mm. was like, this is cool. Yeah, and following the '94 season with the strike and everything, it was kind of like he helped with McGuire and Bonds, um, McGuire and Sosa. Yeah, um, and he helped push it along. I mean, obviously, I think Sosa and McGuire, they just they they saved baseball themselves. But Griffey helped, yeah, you know, get to that point. Yeah, sure. And then helped push it farther after 98 mm-hmm. and then steroids came and he still was there mm-hmm. kind of pushing so people still were like we got Griffey though <laughs> yeah yeah so that's true he was fantastic and everybody had the glove you know we had Ken Griffey Jr. in the glove he had his own video game you know I remember he wore the retro jerseys with the Mariners and mm-hmm. he, he was something else he was yeah. he was he seemed like he was everyone's best friend but he was like otherworldly still but he was yeah. your best friend. Like yeah. he knew exactly who he was, and everyone wanted. He rooted for him. He was the kid. Yeah, he was like he was your kid, or he's your neighbor. Like you felt like he was in your neighborhood, and you always root for the neighborhood kid. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. But it's like you never knew him. Yeah, you never met him. He's still the superstar, Ken but Griffey. But you just it was like that's that's my guy. Yeah, that's how Ken Griffey was. He was fantastic. I, lo- I always loved Ken Griffey, and mm-hmm. his defense was <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, so keep going. I got number three, Mickey Mantle. Um, he was pretty good, they say. Um, <laughs> no switch hitter with most home runs. Switch hitter. Yeah, I think so. Um, a lot of grand slams. I think he still has the postseason home run record or World Series home run record. I think it's it's World Series home run. Yeah, record. it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. He, doesn't, he never played postseason games. They're only World Series games. That's true. They get nineteen of them or something crazy like that. Something. Yeah, something. Else. Bunch of rings. Bad boy, really. People loved him, but he oh, was yeah. really his off the field stuff. Really, you know, kind of um, hurt him at times and and. Maybe, maybe shorten his career. Yeah. I mean, the injuries really shortened his career with the drainage pipe and the knees and the back and the, just crumbling. He was one kind of like Griffey's, ran to walls, stole bases. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what, you know, whatever he was going to do. Never missed games. Yeah. Um, and then off the field stuff, I mean, I couldn't help. No. Going out every night and, you know, doing his crazy stuff. Yeah. Some of his crazy stories, he's got with the dugout and the clubhouse in between games and in between innings. Kind of like Del Strawberry-esque. <laughs> quite good, but not quite. Yeah. With the drinking. Not with, illegal with, and whatnot, but, you know, they were doing, you know, yeah, drugs, they, but. <laughs> yeah, they were doing something else. <laughs> but, yeah, he had some, he had some stories. Yeah. But, um, he was like the bad boy that everyone loved in baseball. Yeah. He seemed, yeah, everyone He, he could do whatever him. he wanted. He could flip bats if he wanted. No one was going to care. It was weird with him. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to compare him kind of like to Dale Earnhardt with racing. We can kind of was a bad boy. He kind of did what he wanted, but you're like, hey, it's all right. It's 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 Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Like, oh, you just crashed my car and spun me out of their ways, but it's Dale Earnhardt. Right. Yeah. It's like Mickey Mantle. It's like, yeah, sure. He just 
you know, throw the ball at my head and throw his bat at my head. Let's make him out. Right. Yeah, still hitting 60 home runs. Sure. He's, like he's hammered. He just showed up hammered to the game and just hit a home run. Let's make him out. Let's make him out. He'll just let him do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Let's make him out. Oh, that's right. So that's how, how he was. He mm. was, he was like you said, with DiMaggio, larger than life. Yeah, he was. But he yeah. was like the bad boy version. Mm-hmm. But he loved it anyway. Yeah, he wasn't as refined and clean cut as DiMaggio was. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it. my dad is his favorite player of all time. And I'm sure a lot of people in that generation yeah, grew up with Mickey Mantle. That was my dad's favorite player. So, you know what I mean? The kids that grew up with him, he was like, like for this generation, for our generation, like Derek Jeter. And yeah. maybe even Trout now would be. People didn't want, you know, Maris. He's like, mm. we want Mantle to do it. Because Mantle's the guy. Who's this Maris guy? He's like, Mantle's the guy. We love Mantle. You know, he's he was awesome. He did everything. Stole bases, you know, crushed the ball. He hit the, the ball to the facade, they said. You know, had some of the quotes, some of the stories. You know, he always had something going on. And I, I feel like when you know how important he was to people because, you know, when he passed, it was like a, a silence. And, a, and it was on, you know, TV all the time. And his, his services were on. It's kind of like Kobe. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. It was like he, this guy. He was. Yeah, it was big. He, he meant a lot to a lot of people, to everybody. So that's kind of how Mickey Mantle was. He had that, that thing. And he was, you know, obviously uh, taken pretty pretty early compared to where he could have could have been you know mm-hmm. 30 years you're talking he could could have been into the 2000s you know could have really helped push baseball along like ted williams yeah he could have been right there with ted williams kind of pushing baseball along you know but, sure yeah you know happens but uh mickey Mantle was fantastic and his importance to baseball yeah it can't be understated yeah. i mean come one on one of those true superstars of baseball on and off the field mm-hmm. which baseball is looking for now they got people on the field but they feel like they can't market the guys somehow yeah that's what they're trying to push for. And but. the same thing was was the guy right before you talked about Ken Griffey was the same way, you know. They, Ken Griffey, baseball, they hit it out. Yeah, they hit that with the video games, the retro mode. They 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 figured it out somehow. Mm. I think he just did it himself because it was Ken Griffey. Yeah, but it's like you don't you know the, the there's a lot of players now, especially Trout, that have the potential for that, and they just don't. They don't know how to do it. Yeah, they, like, yeah. How do we do it with them? Yeah, and they just did it themselves. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like Trout, go out at night <laughs> and get drunk or something. Yeah, do, do something nuts. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, so I got Mantle on number three, and it's hard to take these other two guys off. Um, number two is Willie Mays. That's fine. Uh, it's <laughs> Willie Mays, you know, the, the say hey kid and uh, all the home runs and 3,000 hits, whatever. He did everything. Yeah. He did whatever he, he wanted. Yeah, he literally did everything. He did whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. He wants to steal, hey, steal. He wants to hit a home run, I'll hit a home run. You know, I'll get I'll bat 340. It doesn't matter. You know, catches the ball, pull rounds, one 700 feet, catch it. I think the most more impressive part of the bat that really I really do is when he turned around through the ball. He's yeah, like four hundred feet back to second base. Absolutely, yeah. on yeah. the like on a back foot, just whipping the ball. Yeah. you know he was you know fantastic player all the way around and just did whatever and he just he just put people in a shadow like Duke Snyder or Willie McCovey. You're like who those what who's that? It's like that that guy who you know hit like forty home runs and you don't even know his name because like, well. It's, was he Willie, is he Willie Mace? No. Yeah. Oh, who cares? He had a song about him. I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's Willie Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Say hey. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else you want to say. It's Willie Mace. Willie Mace was is one of the greatest players of all time. And it's hard to believe you got number two. You're like, who the hell is number one? Yeah, well. Number, number one's Ty Cobb. And that's just how it is. <laughs> Four, what, 4,200 hits? Or what do you have? He had uh, 4,100 hits? 4,189. Yeah, 4,189. That's good. What, you want to guess his batting average? What was it? Three forty-four career <laughs> average, right? Three sixty-six. Sure, that's not that's not bad. No. You know, all these home runs, even though he never hit the ball over the fence. You know, hated Babe Ruth. Sharpened yeah. his, sharpened his cleats. He wanted to slide into you. 
Never, you would never slide head first. He never. Why would you even thought about it? You yeah. Had, you had cleats that were like spikes. They're just gonna stab you, and that's just how he did it. He just hit old time, but every day, mean look on his face, and he his bat and stance was all over the place. Hands up the bat. Who the hell knows what he was doing? Mm-hmm. But he was gonna get seven, 70 hits every day. Cause it was tight. It was <laughs> He was oh, and he hated Babe Ruth. I I I think he felt overshadowed. Yeah. He was like, "How is this? Why? Why is this guy, this big fat guy, coming in smacking the ball? And I'm batting, I'm batting 364 or 366 in my lifetime here, stealing a million bases, hitting a million triples, and doing all these crazy things. And he's coming in and hitting a home run, but he's cool with me. Mm-hmm. He hated that. Yeah, he did hate that. And he liked the commissioner at the time either, which he didn't like anybody. No, no. Uh, he, he was one of the first additional, uh, you know, induction members of yeah, the Hall of Fame. He was part of the first class. Yeah. Um, and he almost, um, he almost really almost turned it down." Essentially, he's like, I'm not going in with Babe Ruth, and I'm not going in with their, that commissioner. And they, had a, they had a photo, the Hall of Fame photo. You, everyone's seen it, the Hall of Fame photo, of the induction class. That took a while to get him in. He's like, I'm not getting the photo. Was it uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis was the commissioner yeah, you're talking I, about? I believe so. Um, yeah. He and he, he didn't like him, and he hated Babe Ruth. Yeah. And he just, he's like, I'm not getting the photo. And they're like, you gotta get the photo. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm not getting in. And it took a while to finally get him in. Uh, yeah. And I believe if you look at the photo, I believe they're kind of pretty pretty well separated in the photo. I think he ended up getting stuck kind of near Babe Ruth that he didn't like because of the players' thing. I don't know how it won, but he he like he just didn't want to be in the photo. He's like, I hate that guy. Yeah, I know the the the, the quotes in in hindsight, looking back on the quotes, I always remember the one with Babe Ruth. If I went for all those dinky singles, I'd have... I'd, I'd have... bet 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I bet 500, I went for dinky singles. Yeah, yeah, I always loved the, the back and forth they uh, they always had. Yeah, um, and he, but cops like, yeah, anyone could swing for the fences or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the, the back and forth, like I said. Uh, it looks like in the photo, Babe Ruth's up front next to the commissioner, of course. Um, yeah. Even though, actually, the, the commissioner did... Um, pretty sure he disciplined... Babe Ruth quite a few times. And I believe Cobb's right there, too, not looking. Yeah, well, there you the, go. In the picture, I don't think he's looking. Where is he? Is he oh, no, him? there's there's two pictures. There's one he's looking, one he's not. Where is he? Near him? He's on the, the, the commissioner separating him, it looks like. I believe that's Cobb, because they're a little older. But it does look like him, so it's got to be him. But, yeah, the, the commissioner separating him. Yeah, yeah, he never, he, he just didn't like, he, I mean, wasn't, not that he hated the commissioner, I don't think that's how it was. He, he hated Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, that's. I think yeah. Babe Ruth struck him out. Mm. He used to pitch. Yep. It's just it was a it's a rivalry that really should be there should be movies and documentaries about. That's that probably is, but there should even be more because it's just they hate each other and they were two just complete opposite people. Yeah, they were. One was like the greatest player that no one no one liked and no one even cares about, mm. and then one was like the greatest player that everyone loved. Yeah, he was super, he was Superman. Yeah, back then, and it was just ah. Uh, but Ty Cobb's stats, I mean, ridiculous. I don't got to talk much more about him, but to be the number one center fielder of all time is. Goddamn impressive. Yeah. With yeah. some of these guys. And he he's on it. I, I, I never really questioned who my number one was with this. I'm like, yeah, those guys could be there. But I'm like, it's Ty Cobb because it's Ty Cobb. Yeah. I uh, I mean, this this list is, is insane. I mean, I got Willie Mays above Ty Cobb, but I mean, go on. I'm not going to complain about Ty Cobb being number one or, or, you know, Willie Mays. Or, hell, even if you're a super Mickey Mantle fan, you put him first because, oh, he was a switch hitter. It's like, well, I'm not going to agree with you, but. It's not like it's not like Mickey Mantle's a bad choice. Yeah. Um. Like but you, all these guys. Yeah, you could put Ty Cup too, and you'd be underrated. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's how, that's that's hard to believe. Yeah. You put him at one, you almost feel like yeah, that's not right. Yeah. He's like, there should be something else. Yeah. All these guys' stats are ridiculous. Even Ken Griffey, Tris Speaker, go look up his stats too. Um. And I, what? Look at Hugh Duffy. Oh, I know. Honorable mention. No one even knows. He batted 440 one year. 
Yeah. Four four forty. <laughs> I mean that's I mean those guys are just up and down. I mean these positions are so deep and just this is where your team was. Hmm. So let's get one of these guys, one of these good let's get a center fielder, let's or a right fielder, and we'll have the rest of it will make up. But we get one of those guys, we're like we're settled. That's for the next ten, fifteen years we're good. Yeah. And and I wanna kinda put some little note next to uh I have trout on here, you don't. But that's not you saying that you don't like trout. <laughs> I just uh I think that trout putting him at number eight already may be a little high for some people, but I think that if he continues on the path he is, I think he'll probably be a top five center fielder of all time. You know, obviously there's always he's only what, thirty was he like thirty, thirty one, something like that? I don't even know how old he is anymore. Twenty nine, maybe. I think he's going to twenty nine. Okay, I think. so he's so he's like he's about about thirty. He's kind of at the what you would hope to be his prime years, like real prime years. And you know, you never know. The next day he could come out and, God forbid, something were to happen, he'd get hurt and he'd have to sit. You know, his career could be different. But if he continues on this trajectory, I do believe Mike Trout will be. He could bump Tris Speaker off. And it'd be Trout, Griffey, Mantle, Cobb, Willie Mays, whatever, you know, the sure. top five. I mean, I think that Trout is that good, and I do like Trout that much. Um, yeah. And you already see him on some top ten lists. Yeah. So. I, I try avoiding putting active players on, especially mm. when they're still, like, in the midst of their career. Like, like Ichiro, I mean, even if he was still playing, he would be at the end. He'd just be playing a little bit. Mm. You kind of know his career, and he's at the end. It's hard to put someone on him when their career still happening because they could just be shut down right away. That's, yeah. His career could end tomorrow. If you wanted to, maybe we just retired out of nowhere. And that's just it. And his stats are like, was he still up there? Well, stats don't compete. And so it's hard for me to put these active players, especially in a position like this. Same when you had Kershaw starting pitchers. Mm. It's, well, how? Those mm. players, are, there's just there's 50 of them that you could put there. Not that he doesn't belong there or he won't go there. Mm. Just there's just 50 of them that you could put there. Those careers are wrapped up. They're done. Yeah. They're boxed in. But that's why, you know, it's hard for me to put Trout on there because it's like he's not done yet. So it's like you, you could rank him eight, but what if he came out? What if there was on steroids? Oh, you know. You know, or what if, you know, he stopped playing? Or what if he played 20 more years and he had 4,000 hits? And he ranked them eight. Mm. So it's it's hard to put someone who's actively in the prime of their career. Yeah. No, I hear you. I just think that he is, he's, I think he's an outlier. I mean, obviously Kershaw, I do think he's a little bit of an outlier too. And But even Kershaw's a little bit older. So he's kind of getting to the twilight of his career, I think. Where Trout is actively still, like I said, he's like kind of, your prime years are kind of in your, between 27 and 32, they always say are kind of your prime, yeah. prime, prime years. Yeah. No, um, yeah. And then obviously the lack of playoffs so far in his career. I mean, but that's not his fault. But no. people do look at that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue that you can't put him there. Yeah. It's just, I, I try not to with active players too much because like I said, it's just, there's just so much that could still happen. Yeah. God forbid something were to happen. Hopefully not. Cause he is, he is like one of my favorite players right now, but oh, yeah, he's um, one of the great, he's one of the, one of the best in the league right now. And one of the best we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And he's from Jersey. So, I mean, Hey, yeah. it's a little bonus for us, Yeah, but th- that's our center field list. Um, I mean, just unbelievable guys. We, if you were keeping track, we do have the same top six with the exception of Willie Mays and Ty Cobb being flip flopped at the top, but, I mean, <laughs> that could go either way. So, a lot of similarities there. I think you're going to find some similarities here on a right field list, too. And I think that I think that for a lot of people, um, the, the right field and the center field, the top five, top six areas, kind of like in, you know, in cement and in, yeah. in stone. You hear the name, um, like, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's, that's yeah. how it is. That's just what happens. Yeah, that's <laughs> just about right, yeah. yeah. And I think it is kind of serendipitous that we're talking center field, right field, uh, the unfortunate passing recently, Hank Aaron, um, you are definitely going to hear his name in these lists. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but I'm just going to get into my right field list here with my honorable mentions. Again, I have four 
Um, in no particular order, my four honorable mentions are Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero Sr. was just unbelievable. And uh, even upon reflection on his stats, he didn't quite make the top ten, but he had some pretty damn good stats yeah. uh, in his career. Uh, after him is Larry Walker, Dwight Evans, and Dave Winfield. Uh, all these guys, I mean, if, those are your honorable mentions. You already, you already know you're in for it with the list. I'll take either um, any of those honorable mentions on my team, but that's fine. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fine with me. Um, and the same goes for my number 10 here is Ichiro, who, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had a hard time. I love Ichiro. I mean, how who, how can you not grow up in this generation watching baseball he's and not one, love Ichiro? He's got one name. Yeah, that's I don't have Suzuki on here. I just have Ichiro. No, I don't. I don't either. It's just Ichiro. I have baseball cards. Just say Ichiro. It's like, what's his last name? Don't matter. Yeah, don't matter. It's just doesn't Ichiro. Have a last name. It's just Ichiro. All right, yeah, that's fine. And everyone just accepted that. That's Ichiro. All right. Yeah, I mean, over three thousand hits. Um, I talked to Frank before this. If they were ever to put in all the Japanese stats, which I don't think they will, nor should they. But say fifty years down the line, some maniac commissioner comes in, is like, hey, Japanese stats, they count. He would be the top hit leader. So that didn't factor into to where I put him in the top 10. But if that were to happen, he would move, obviously. Uh, I'm just going to give that a little caveat. But number 10, Ichiro, he's got over 3,000 hits. Uh, not a crazy amount of home runs. Um, his war and stuff dipped off towards the end of his career, with like everyone else. But uh, uh, overall, uh, just still a high war, high hits, high average, stolen bases. The whole He's got a bunch of records. And he came into the league at a little bit of an older age. So imagine, yeah, imagine if he came in when he was, say, even just 22 or 23 or something. And he won, what, Rookie of the Year MVP and broke, what, the hits record? Yeah, something like that, yeah. In his first year? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he came on, came on the scene, and he, his defense is unbelievable. That throw, the quote where the announcer, he threw something out of Star Wars where the ball just kind of floated all the way to, to third base. Yeah, um, a little guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he wasn't a big, imposing guy. Jump on the fence. Like, yeah. Like, jumping on the fence brought that to, like, you know, the MLB where, like, you jump on, like, the top of the fence. Yeah, the Jap- just... Japanese players like to do that. Yeah, and then, you know, the batting stance, you can't, you know, you can imitate, but you can't imitate the way, he, you know, he moved his feet and hit the ball. And, you know, the shortstop, backhand of the ball, it was a hit. I mean, that's just how it was. You could play in as a third baseman. He'd bunt it to hit. You know, if he wanted to, he'd, he'd just jack up and hit a home run. Mm. So he, can, he said he could just hit a home run pretty much whenever he wanted to. He was just a, something else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how can you not love Ichiro? I mean, a lot of people that are hopefully listen to this and, and have grown up in, in this generation and watched him throughout his career. I mean, he was always fun to watch, always. And I loved when he, even though it was at the end of his career, I liked seeing him in pinstripes just to have a little, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of love for the Yankees there. Yeah, um, um, and he um, he was he was fantastic ambassador for the game. His regimen is just ridiculous. He used to have the same exact regimen. He'd go to the same place at the same exact time. He was just fine-tuned, he took care of his bats, they had uh, the humidifiers mm-hmm. for his bats, um, which I think he broke one bat or slammed a helmet one time, and he was very upset about it. And um, Yeah, it was like a big respect thing. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of Japanese players are actually like that um, with their equipment. It's very, like, sacred. Yeah. You know, you don't damage your equipment. He always hustled. I believe it was his 11th at-bat in his career. He he got over the, 11, the 300 mark, and he was never under the 300 mark for a lifetime average. I believe it was his 11th at-bat. Yeah, something like that. Um, I did see that stat. You know, he loved the pitch, too. Uh, he never got a chance in the MLB other than once, one inning. But he was just fantastic, and he was an ambassador for the game. And he was just amazing. Just give him three, just came in the league three years less. Three more years added to his career. I mean, whew. Yeah, imagine. He was fantastic. 
Yeah. He was fantastic. Ichiro was unbelievable. And he'll never be another Ichiro. So I don't care what you say. I never want to ever no hit like that where you're moving the feet and slapping the ball and, and you still hit it 400 feet and you can just do what you want. And he'll just fight pitches off. Like he would just see the ball and be like, I'm just going to foul this one. I'm just going to foul this one. I'm just going to foul this one until you messed up. And he'd be like, oh, he's a base hit. Yeah, yeah. He's base hit at the middle. And then just do his thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. he's unbelievable. And uh, again, like I said with this list that I got him at number 10 is is you already know you're in for it. Yeah, and I believe his 3,000 hit was a triple. Yeah, it was. Colorado. Was, what was he, like the second player to do that or something? Wasn't it like, was it Biggio that did it? Or uh, who else had a triple for their three? Uh, it was someone like that. He was like the second player to ever do it as a triple or, or something like that. Yeah. Kind of like how, um, what was it, Jeter and A-Rod were like the second and third players to ever hit a home run for their 3,000. Boggs hit the home run for Boggs, 3,000, yeah. I know. He also... Um, you know, he was, like you said, very good in the outfield. I think he led the league in, like, assists or double plays. He was just, it, there was something about Ichiro. just was like, this isn't right. This yeah. guy's just not right. And it's not fair what mm-hmm. this guy does. Man, was he, he was, he had some quotes, and he was a funny guy, and he he was like a machine. I don't know. He was just, there's something about Ichiro. It was just, it yeah. doesn't sit right with you. Like, this yeah. guy is, what is, what, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a baseball fan that was like, man, I don't like Ichiro. Like, oh, okay, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I don't know. He, he was unbelievable. <laughs> he can still pipe play. I, I'd take him. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But he's at num- my number 10. Uh, and above him, we considered this man for right field, even though you probably could have moved him into center field if you wanted to, but Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson had an unbelievable career, um, most notably uh, Expos and Cubs. I don't know if he, um, maybe a year or two somewhere else, but I, in my head, Cubs and, and Expos is kind of where I always sit in my head with him. Yeah, just a great outfielder, you know, speed, power, average, the whole, you know, uh, high, pretty pretty solid war, all things considered, with this list, um, which is nice, too. I think he probably would have, higher than nine, he probably would have been higher than nine on my center field list, but right field uh, is a little bit loaded, so I got him at number nine. Uh, right above him at number eight is Reggie Jackson. Kind of, I guess you could consider, especially for people that watched him play, that were alive to watch him play, uh, Reggie Jackson, a little bit of a polarizing player. You know, he, you know, the whole no hustle thing, a lot of strikeouts. Love um, or hate. Yeah, you do love or hate Reggie Jackson. My dad wasn't exactly the biggest fan of him, but he was a Yankee, so he was like, all right, he's helping us, you know. Especially because him and um, him and Thurman Munson would get into it. I know a lot of people like Thurman, so a lot of people didn't. If you, if you like Thurman, you didn't like Reggie. Yeah, Billy or, Martin got anywhere, everybody. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. But Reggie Jackson, a um, lot of home runs, um, iconic, you know, look. You kind of always, you could pick out Reggie Jackson the on the field. The nerd glasses. You yeah. Know, the nerd glasses, cool. Yeah, with the big hair. I yeah, mean. And the, the big beard and the, the, the just the curl beard and hair and the big nerd glasses. And mm. It's like, who's this nerd? And he comes up, hits the ball 500 feet. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah hitting the ball cool. on the transformer, at, you know, when he was with Oakland. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, not, obviously not the best fielder. That's not exactly why you signed up with Reggie Jackson. Um, it was his bat for sure. Iconic World Series moments. Yeah, just a, he's an icon of the game for sure. Um, love him or hate him. Uh, right above him at number seven, I have Al Kaline, um, a guy that initially, I, I, unless I guess you're you know you're a fan of Al Kaline, watching play or fan of the team or whatever, but his stats are pretty unbelievable. If you're not, you know, when you think of Al Kaline, you may not initially. You don't think of his stats. You don't quite. Well, he's pretty good, but you're like, where's the stat that says uh, he's really good? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. But when you look at him, you're like, whoa, okay. You know, in hindsight, uh, he probably could have even went up my list a little bit, but I still like him at, at seven for me. 
for my list personally. Uh, really, another guy, High War. Uh, you know, the guys back then, for some reason, just had an astronomical war. The guy at the top of this list does, for sure. Um, but yeah, Al Kaline, fantastic player. If you're not really overly familiar with this guy, uh, I would go look at his stats for yourself and kind of learn about him a little bit. He's fantastic. At number six, I got Tony Gwynn. I mean, <laughs> I, wait, what do you want me to say about Tony Gwynn? Oh, Tony Gwynn. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable player. Unbelievable hitter. Um, smile, right? You see his name and it just makes you smile. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. He he's, uh, he's he's incredible. It's a shame we lost him. Oh, um, that was a no, tragedy. For yeah, sure. uh, tragedy to the game to the Padres. At um, such a young age. Yeah, that's lose that's everybody at some point. But I mean, you get into the eighties or something like that, you know, you know. But you lose somebody in their fifties. Yeah, especially someone like him, that's where it's so much more to give to the baseball oh, baseball yeah, world. He was still coaching. Yeah, in his own college, or one of his one of the colleges he went to, San Diego or San Diego State or something. He just lost so much, and he would have much appreciated what the Padres have now. Oh yeah, he would have loved it. Oh, imagine kind of what the Royals remember when George Bright was there and they kind of won. And he was like, yeah, it was he more felt good because he was like, you know, I remember when they were good, but the Padres were never really like that other than when Tony Gwynn a couple of years. So it's like he would have really meant a lot to him to be like, yeah, because they went, you know, they went to. The World Series in 98, and obviously ran into the 98 Yankees. So that, you know, how that yeah, happened. That was kind of it. And that was, yeah, that was their only, at least, World Series run. Uh, obviously, they had good years. Um, they had a few years back. They made a flurry of signings. Didn't really work out. Then they went back to kind of be a meddling team in the middle, in the bottom. And now they're kind of back again. So, yeah, like you said, it would be nice to have them around to kind of see this. I believe it was uh, cancer kind of from the... The dip, right? There was the chewing yeah, tobacco. Yeah, chewing tobacco and stuff like that. Um, really, there's always some sort of silver lining with everything. And he, um, he kind of pushed forward getting rid of that. Yeah. And stop memorializing that for the younger people and stuff like that. Um, and people will watch the game. So, you want to take any silver lining. Out of any situation is always one. You know, I guess that, that's it. But, mm. I mean, geez. Tony Gwynn was... Uh, he was actually... Him and uh, Ripken were inducted on my on my birthday in, what was that, 07? Mm-hmm. That Hall of Fame. So that was always cool. And I always loved Tony Gwynn. So seeing that, I mean, Ripken was cool too. Don't get me wrong. But Tony <laughs> Gwynn, I always loved Tony Gwynn. So yeah. I seen that, I was like, good. Well, so. it's like, it's, he's like, uh, not obviously not exactly like a player like Itro, but hitting wise, you know, they both those guys could just put the ball anywhere they wanted on the field. You know, it's almost like some really good. It, it's Rock Road, like we said last week. It's Rock Road and Tony Gwynn. They're the same person. Whatever. Yep. So it's like, just let them get their hit <laughs> because we're not going to stop them. Just whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. go to first. <laughs> yeah, he was uh one of my favorite players of all time. Like just personal favorites regardless of his of his stats. Um I know he is for you too. So obviously I had to put him towards the top here. And his stats speak for himself. I mean 3000 hitter and high average and And as a young guy he had that great mustache <laughs> and the curly hair and he was a flyer, he'd fly around the bases. Yeah. Oh man, fantastic. Yeah, obviously towards the end of his career wasn't quite the flyer. No. Fielding wise, you know, I mean, it's not what you, like I said with Reggie, it's kind of like not what you signed up for getting Tony Gwynn. But he held his own, especially earlier in his career. Yeah, um, I mean, when he was done and he had, you know, and he passed away, they put his number behind shortstop. Yeah, because of the... Because every hit was there. Yeah, the five hole. He was just like Carew. It was like, if you took one step to the left, he was going to hit it one step to the right. One step to the right, he was going to hit one step to the left. He was going to yep. hit one step in, he was going to hit one step over you. He just, that's what he did. 
He was he was just that great. Yeah. Being able to place that bat and just slap it. No steroids. Don't even close. Don't even try arguing with it. Mm-hmm. He was just that good all the time, and that's just who he was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, got to give it up to him. Um, another guy that our generation kind of grew up with. You know, I remember. I do remember him playing a little bit. So, I mean, and maybe if you're a little older than we are, you obviously, obviously remember him growing I, up. I think, quickly, as you know, move on. I think, you know, Tony Gwynn could have really had an impact like Joe Morgan did, where he could have he could have done the announcing and really just had a whole nother career where you're like, this this guy is, is even great as an announcer, and it made you just help push baseball into a more popularity. Yeah. Just being an announcer. I don't know if Tony Gwynn would ever announced but he could have had that effect where it's like, this is Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Like you could have had that Ted Williams all-star game where it's like he's on the field and everyone kind of knows, you know, this might be the last couple of years when he's older. It's like t- you could have had that with Tony Gwynn. That's how important he was. Yeah. And he would have he would have been able to help turn baseball from this home run. Like, guys, just slap the ball. He would have loved LeMahieu. He would have just <laughs> – he would have been like, this is – we got to get back to this. To so. not strike out as much, and there's some famous stats with him with, with striking oh, out. I'm pretty sure Maddox, too. Max Clavin, Smoltz never struck him out. Yeah, yep. I mean, he's like a three. What was he three forty two hitter or three twenty two hitter against Hall of Fame pitchers? I don't know. Yeah, some ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was just like yeah, that's what I do, and it was no problem with him. He just did it all the time. Yeah, always smiling. You know, <laughs> had the obviously had the dip in, so he always had the big lip. Yeah, uh, he was iconic, iconic look. Yeah, yeah. Hope I, I hope that he don't. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be kind of not forgotten, but like kind of when you talk about right fields, maybe hopefully he doesn't kind of get a little shoved to the side because he really is one of the best. And if he would have been, would have been on a different team, just saying, he would be even higher up this list because people were like, "This that's Tony Gwynn. But the Padres not being so good, if he would have got you know, shoved to a different team somewhere down the line, you know, you never know. Maybe he was with the Dodgers. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, yeah. Or he's in New York or you know, Boston or something. Boston with that monster. Oh, my God. He would have batted for him. He would have batted <laughs> yeah, he for 50. 100%. Yeah, so it's Tony Gwynn, though. Fantastic. So uh, having him at six, you, you know how good these top five guys are that I got. Um, but number five, I got Melot. Um, yeah, a, a guy that, uh, kind of like I said with Alkaline, it's like, I don't know how many people really know Melot's stats. Even I'm not overly familiar with his stats. But after looking at it, I mean, over 100 career war. Uh, which is good enough for some positions to be the best player at a certain position. So the fact that he's at five, over 500 home runs, I believe, you know, a lot of hits, uh, high RBIs and runs. Guy is just unbelievable. And he's a guy that if you're not maybe a student of the game for the old, like uh, older players, I should say, uh, definitely look look at Mel Ott's stats because he was unbelievable. Yeah, I believe he came as a teenager as well. Like a 19-year-old, 18-year-old yeah, or whatever. one of the first ones to ever really do that. Yeah, actually, I think you're right, yeah. Which is another, I should say. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch, but he came right in. It was like this is like the best player in baseball. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's that like exclusive club of the 19 year old, um, you know, stat club. Hit this Um, many home runs before you turn 20, and all those stats like Ken Griffey was chasing, and we seen Harper and Soto. Yeah, you see those lists, you see Melot on there, and there's a reason why. Yeah, yeah, he just happens to be on all those stat lists. He may not be quite towards the top, but he's always on there. He's always at the top five or so at least because he was that good all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, number four, right above him, I got Roberto Clemente. Yeah, um, yeah he was all right. Um, yeah. I always remember Clemente's stats. He had exactly 3,000 because he unfortunately uh, passed before he could get any more. He, uh, we have a whole uh, award named after Roberto Clemente, just a great person. Really push, helped push the game forward with diversity. 
humanitarian. Yeah, humanitarian person. I mean, just you could go on and on about the person Roberto Clemente was, but as a player, unbelievable hitter, unbelievable arm he had. Uh, if you go look at some old clips of Roberto Clemente, he had a, a absolute cannon in he right had the field. The one in right field, you see, he throws all the way home. Mm-hmm. Catcher catches it, and you know what's when Scully, what his quote was, he could throw somebody out in Brooklyn from. Manhattan or wherever the hell Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Vincent yeah. Scully has the, the famous quote that everyone loves Roberto Clemente with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he could just, he, uh, another one, I mean, of course, so we, we lost a lot way too early. Even into his baseball career, he lost numbers because of it. But um, it always seems, it, it always seems, I always said this, but any sport, it just seems like it, the bigger you are, name, the legend, somehow it just seems like they always get striking and taken away from the game and the world early. Yeah. It seems the only few kind of slipped through the cracks. And, hey, mate, we've seen Hank Aaron, you know, 86 years old. You're like, okay, you know, Tommy Lasorda, we lost him, you know. But you see, you know, you still, still see Bill Russell kind of, you know, in the in basketball. But, like, you see, you see there's all these names. You're like, you lose them so early. Yeah. It's just, it's, like, weird how, like, if you could be such an unbelievable player and the greatness to the game and, and the world, and you lose at, it's like, why? I know. It does suck. It's like, why? Yeah. It's like, why did we have to lose Kobe Bryant at, you know, 40 years old? And, yeah. And, you know, Mickey Mantle, you know, and the Tony Gwynn at 50 years old. It's like, why? Cause Kirby they're Puckett. Because they're legends. Because they're legends. It's like yeah. you just had to lose them. Mm. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. The the only the good die young thing. You know, it sucks to lose guys like that. You know, we lost even more recently earlier in the career, but like Jose Fernandez, who knows where he would be. And, you know, guys like that where you lose them early. And it, it there's just so much potential, even if they're not. Maybe maybe like a top ten player at their position or something, but maybe they're a, a manager down the line or they're in, in part of baseball at some point. It just yeah. there's so much there that yeah. left. If it's in their career, I mean, it's even you know it's awful. I mean, after the career though, it's so much they could still give. Like we've seen with Ted Williams, it's a great example when mm-hmm. you have these legends. Ted Williams was a legend, was one of the greatest players I ever play. He made it to a lot of years after baseball. He was able to just pass the game and just go. We lost that with Gwynn and. And uh, Roberto Clemente and uh, Kirby Puckett, you mentioned. Even Mickey Mantle had some years he missed out there. It's just a real shame that you lose some of these guys like that. Yeah. It's just unbelievable how it just, it all works out. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, Roberto Clemente, just like you said, a shame we lost him. But uh, an unbelievable player at the time we did get with him. And uh, his, his legacy obviously goes on in baseball today. We're right above him at number three. I got Frank Robinson. I think actually a little bit forgotten player. He kind of gets lost in the shuffle for some reason um, with conversations. But uh, you go look at his stats. I believe he's the first player to have the MVP award in both leagues. 500, almost pushing 600 home runs, I believe. Uh, pushing 3,000 hits. You know, I think that might be a lot of the reason he gets a little bit lost in the shuffle is because he didn't quite have the 3,000. He didn't quite have the 600. I believe he was um, also the first uh, African-American manager. He was a player manager, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. which which is kind of... Um, you know, like we said, Roberto uh, Clemente kind of pushing the game forward as far as diversity because, uh, you know, he played in, uh, I believe his mo- bulk of his career was in the 70s, Frank Robinson. So you obviously still back then, you see, even though you had Jackie Robinson and all these guys coming through, but there was still barriers to kind of be pushed. So uh, he helped with that. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable player. Obviously not, you know, like you see with some of these guys, he didn't sign up necessarily for the fielding. He was a decent fielder, uh, but the hitting was just off so off the charts he didn't care. So Frank Robinson, I mean, he uh, another guy that if you're not familiar with his stats, go look at him. High war, all that stuff. And number two, like I said earlier, uh, Hank Aaron. A really unfortunate loss to baseball. Kind of, I, I woke up and that was the first thing I saw was that he passed the other day, and that was uh, that was just terrible. 
and still was shocking because you've seen him a lot recently and you're like this guy's still relatively good shape and then all of a sudden was like yeah because he's he was older i believe 86 right yeah you know he's slow with the cane but he threw out the first pitch at both turner field and uh suntrust field where i don't think it's suntrust anymore but still the new stadium yeah yeah. i believe he threw it at the first pitch you can see you still you know and then i don't know you know we don't really know what happened yet but it was like shocking i seen i was like yeah, I was like, really, man? Another one? I was like, really? I was like, you really? really? Yuck. You know? It's like, ugh. He, in my eyes, is still, uh, I think he's still the home run king. Um, Barry Bonds obviously has the home run. Uh, he has the home run record, but get out of here with that. Um, I think these top two guys are your home run kings. I think you already know who my number one guy is, but uh, just to wrap up a little bit with Hank Aaron, I mean, hits, RBIs, home run. War. What do you, what Actually, else? Hits. Yeah. 25 time all-star. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've probably seen the stats rolling in since his death. You probably start to see uh, on ESPN and LB network, them rolling out the stats. So like just tr- how truly great he was. I mean, you could find just about any stat from hitting to, you know, famous moments to, to him as a person. I mean, he was just, uh, he could do it all. Yeah, I believe um, he started, you know, what was he signed to, what was like the, the Milwaukee clowns or something in the Negro <laughs> Leagues, right? Wasn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like a 17-year-old, and he had no money. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. Like, he got, took all his money in his pocket and took the train to to the town and, and played. And and I believe he got there, and he played in his batting stance originally has hands flipped. His oh, hands did he? The wrong way. Like he was a lefty? Like he, Yeah, but he batted righty. Yeah. He has hands, and he hit like that for like a year or so, like in the in the, in the Negro Leagues, I believe. And they're like, you got you to, gotta like, you know, maybe switch them. Mm. And then all of a sudden he was like, "Oh yeah, there it is." <laughs> yeah. So um, like he, there's some stories there. I mean, he went, he uh, kind of was in all generations of, of baseball. There, you're talking. He started in the Negro Leagues, and we just lost him now. Mm. He kind of was like a a melting pot. He kind of was everywhere. Yeah. And still had a big voice in the game, which is what you talk about with these guys when you lose them so early. It's like you're missing so much. You're missing. Their impact off the field after their career might be more impactful than when they played. Yeah. And that's what you miss. Baseball desperately misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have a whole one of the more prestigious awards named after him, Hank Aaron. And uh, I think that his time in baseball was fulfilled with as a player as after. Obviously, you know, I still think we lost him a little too early. Um, but I think that what he did in baseball and post-baseball, I think is more than enough for a, for a lifetime. So, yeah. and I mean, if you can just get these guys, if, I mean, if we lost some of these guys at 86, it would be, it would just be much better. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. I hear you. There's you know, a few guys here. I wish. You got, wish you could go that far. 86. Yeah. At least you, you know, you, you filled up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you you kind of filled it up. You, you had your timeline. You, you know, you filled up your, you lose them at 50. It's like you just had, you had 30 something years. You just let, you just lost. Yeah. So, 86, you go, yeah, you know, you had five, six more years, you go, you wish. At least, you know, you don't feel, you know, you could feel worse because at least he had the full life, is what yeah. you always ask for. So, but, um, yeah, losing him was just a shock because you're like, wow, he was, in, he was, what was wrong? Yeah, yeah, there Why? was, a, yeah, we did, there was no reason, like, you know. You just grabbed a bunch of great pitchers. Your pitching yeah. staff was great. We really needed, the, yeah. you really needed a better power hitter. Yeah, yeah, for real. You had some other good hitters up there. Yeah. Jeez. You need another one. Yeah, come on. Jeez. Give him a few more. Jesus. Yeah, you had all those great pictures you took. Jeez. Well, he already, you know, he already had one up there who I'm going to get to my number one, and that is uh, Babe Ruth, who, I mean, I would probably put him number one in all-time players. If you had made a top ten players of all time, he'd probably be my number one. 
Um, obviously, you could find Hank Aaron had more hits and he had more home runs. And, and if you want to, you know, the RBIs thing, you want to, you know, uh, nitpick. I do think that you could make a case why Babe Ruth isn't your number one. But to me, personally, um, Babe Ruth saved baseball, revolutionized baseball, um, revolutionized stardom in America, revolutionized stardom for sports, for athletes, was just an overall unbelievable athlete in anything he touched. You know, obviously he had off-the-field issues, even some on-the-field issues. <laughs> he wasn't perfect uh, by any means, but I think that he is just... Everybody, if you're not a baseball fan, I think, you know, maybe recent players you could factor in, but, like, if you ask one person on the street who doesn't even really watch baseball, name a baseball player, Babe Ruth probably comes to mind. He's got to be one of the first one out of your mouth. And that's, I mean, for someone that played in the 20s and 30s and teens, I think that speaks a lot. You could go on with the home runs, uh, his slugging percentage, his OPS, uh, his pitching stats, uh, the infamy with his trade. I mean, the, wasn't it bowling? He he won a bowling tournament the first time he ever bowled in his life. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could you could make a whole episode of the show based on Babe Ruth. So I'm not going to go too much further on, especially because Frank still has his list. But I mean, Babe Ruth is is my number one right fielder and would probably be my number one. I know that's like a an argument that people don't like to hear anymore. Like the modern baseball fan don't like to hear the Babe Ruth argument. But I mean, how can too you? Bad. Yeah, how can you look at his stats and stuff and not tell me he's number one at the very least number two in your all time right right if you want yeah. to put Hank Aaron above him I'm like okay I get it that's fine but like don't argue me don't come at me with hockey and tell me Gretzky's number one then because you got to be tired of that yeah 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 exactly just like people really starting to with the Jordan stuff they're kind of getting tired with that and you know you see all this, the list but you know if you're gonna be tired of Babe Ruth you're tired of Gretzky you're tired of all the great ones yeah exactly so, um so that's that's my top ten I'm gonna let Frank get to his um like i said kind of the top of the show there's a lot of similarities but um sure yeah you can do your top 10 sure so just to go through some honorable mentions we already heard some of these names i got reggie jackson as one of my honorable mentions andre dawson hawk just want the quick thing with him fantastic commercial recent you know years ago with the coming out of the ivy mm-hmm. what year is it yeah uh, one of the few guys to win an mvp on a last place team the cubs oh that's right yeah yeah so the hawk and still watch that celebrity also game a couple of years. We crushed the home run. Fantastic. Uh, Larry Walker, fantastic player. Thank God, you know, Colorado doesn't bother him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Slaughter, we're going old school. Great mm-hmm. player, Cardinals and whatnot. He played with a lot. There uh, were a few teams, I think, at the end, a couple of years. Yeah, I, I think you're remember, right. But, you know, Slaughter with the Cardinals, I believe, was his bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Um, Harry Heilman, go look him up. Yeah. He played with Babe Ruth, like, the years, so it wasn't like, some of these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Crawford, all-time triples leader. Second, Ty Cobb, of course. Uh, but Sam Crawford, some really good numbers. And big bad Mad Vlad, I got on my album mentions. Vladimir Guerrero uh, Sr., uh, he hit the ball off the ground. He actually did. I watched it. I watched it live. I'm like, all right, that's fine. The only spot to pitch in said was down the middle because he couldn't expect it. Yeah, that's and true. He threw the ball. Oh, my, with that AstroTurf, and he's out there. He's like, legs are like eight foot long. And oh, he was something else. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Never could get him out, but the Yankees and the Angels teams could never beat him. But I loved him. Like, look at him. Dreadlocks. He's big. He's goofy. He's hitting the ball in the, the mitt at San Francisco in the home run derby, remember? Mm. He almost hit the ball in the mitt. Yep. Oh, he, he sure was did. something else. Yeah, he was. But uh, to get into my list, my my top 10, number 10, I got Dave Winfield. Maybe he's probably one of the top five greatest athletes we've ever seen of all time. Yeah. Bell Jackson thinks number one, but <laughs> Dave Winfield could have got drafted in any sport. 
and he almost did get drafted in every sport other than hockey. He didn't really try hockey, obviously, but other sports, he actually played basketball. He got drafted, f- football drafted, baseball drafted. He's the best. Yeah. He was fantastic, and he did everything. Bases, he still bases, RBIs, home runs. You know, he was well-rounded Reggie. Yeah. Uh, he was huge. He was a huge guy. I mean, he was gin- ginormous. Yeah, he was a big dude. Um, but Dave Winfield's fantastic, and, and he's a, he's a quite an icon. Uh, number nine, Paul Wehner. He's an old school guy. And one yeah. of the guys go, I always have him. I always have him. I always got a couple of these these crazy guys yeah. on here. But three thousand uh, hit club. Yeah. So I mean, come on now. And you need to probably ninety five percent of people don't even know who the hell's that. Yeah, who's that guy? Oh, he hit three thousand hits. All right. Oh, that's right. Three forty career hitter, wasn't he? Something like that. We yeah, at. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. So number eight, Tony Gwynn. I got him down a couple spots. I mean, it's hard when we look at right field, but. <laughs> Tony Gwynn, obviously. Uh, the reason, Mike, I guess you could drop him a little bit is because of his defense um, and his um, playing with the Padres. You don't really see the the postseason excellence. But um, we already kind of went into Tony Gwynn. He's fantastic, and he's he's unbelievable. And it's a true crime that we uh, he got stolen from us. Number seven, Al K-Line. We lost him uh, this previous year. Yeah. Uh, we actually seen his last appearance at Detroit, which was that's a remarkable moment for me yeah. to know that. And to actually get to see him was remarkable because it was on, on, we didn't know we didn't even know about it no we didn't expect it and all no. of a sudden we're 150 feet from Al K-Line you're like wow, that's unbelievable yeah. that's Al K-Line yeah. it's Al K-Line <laughs> so that was a pretty crazy moment for us but um, number six Ichiro we talked about um, I believe he didn't get his first walk off hit until he was like 39 years old with the yeah, Yankees or something like that yeah that's true the one thing he never really did and he finally got it was the walk off home run yeah I remember that hit but um, fantastic again we went into him and no one ever be like him no. Uh, number five, Malott. <laughs> That's Malott. He's pretty good. <laughs> talked about him. We talked about all these guys. Uh, number four, Roberto Clemente. Um, where'd you have him? Number four. Oh, that's right. Uh, Roberto Clemente was um, gone too soon and fantastic player. And um, the one thing, actually, we can kind of group with three of the last four guys here. Should they retire Roberto Clemente's number? You could. I think I wouldn't. Yeah. And my reason to that is... I feel like you should retire Babe Ruth's number first. Just because when anyone wears three, you're like, that doesn't look right. Yeah, you always kind of think of Ruth. Yeah, and you're like, that doesn't look right. Why is that? Why? you got to not have that. I feel like that's what they should go. Um, and it's hard to just kind of retire numbers for every team because then you just start running out of numbers. So, um, could you? Sure. Mm-hmm. I could see the argument. But I feel like, let's, let's start at, let's start at uh, Babe Ruth and work away. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you, you do have to, the only comparison is Jackie Robinson. So you kind of almost have to meet that level. And I don't know if, not that Roberto Clemente doesn't reach a high level, but maybe not quite that level. Like, you know, that's reserved for maybe for guys like Ruth and Jackie Robinson, guys that really, you know, maybe down the line, there's consideration. Yeah. It's I, like baseball, and these guys are hand-in-hand with baseball. Yeah. Like, Babe Ruth's baseball. Jackie Robinson, baseball. Like, you talk about baseball, you those guys come right up. They're the link to it. Clemente, sure, he's. I mean, he's linked, but I mean, these guys are like strong linked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these guys are like it's, it's the things that you think of when you hear the word baseball. But if you want to make that argument, I see it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't but hate the argument. I just, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, number three, Frank Robinson. I had him at number three too. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, fantastic first African American manager, and played a long time player manager. He did a lot of things. He was fantastic. I mean. And it just seems silly. We keep saying they're fantastic. They're unbelievable what they are. Yeah. Um, number two, Hank Aaron. We just lost him. We just lost him. I think of him as the second home run king. I'm mm. getting to why. 
I actually have an autographed picture of Al Downing giving up the home run to break the record of 715. Mm-hmm. Um, the hate he got yeah. for breaking it. And Unfortunate. And being, uh, being African-American and breaking it. Um, the guy's running on the field trying to take his helmet. People saying that they're going to shoot him once he steps on the plate. They'll shoot him. Yeah. Uh, there's some crazy stuff. And he started his career in the Negro Leagues and stuff like that. It's just crazy. Um, 25-time All-Star. I mean, yeah, um, and wasn't a dominant fielder, but he no. was good. But, I mean, you take all his home runs out, it's over 3,000 hits. Mm-hmm. Extra base hits, he has a record. RBIs, he has a record. So, Pudos gets there. <laughs> and um, I don't – all them home runs, he never hit 50 home runs in a season. It's weird, right? Never Very hit 50, weird. but had 756 of them. That's a weird number. And consistency was his thing. It was always his quote. We always loved consistency, and he had it. Oh, yeah. He had it. He was consistent every year. <laughs> yeah. So, and Hank Aaron's a righty. People, I think, forget. People like, isn't he lefty? Just feels like Hank Aaron's a lefty. Just yeah. seems that way. Yeah. I feel, I get, you get that. Like, some I know what you mean. Some people who are baseball fans are like, they, they, they top for a second. Even if they know who it is, but for a split second, they're like, what? Uh, you know, he's a righty. But you're yeah. like, what? No, what? Yeah, yeah. So just, I know it sounds silly, but he's a righty. Yeah, yeah. It's, for it's, some people that forget. Some yeah. people are like, hey, he's left. Hey, wait a minute. No, he's right. He's right. Because you got here, <laughs> Ruth and Bonds and Griffey's up there and Jim Tomey. Yeah, all these guys are all lefties. Yeah. Righty. He's righty. <laughs> and number one, this guy called Babe Ruth, George, George, George Herman Ruth. He's the greatest baseball player of all time. And I don't think there's really a close second or third. And I think you could put him one, two, and three. And then fourth would be like, yeah, he's not even close. <laughs> but Babe Ruth's the greatest baseball player of all time. He's the greatest right fielder of all time. Um, and if he would have just pitched, he'd have been the greatest pitcher of all time. I mean, he'd have been up there with Cy Young. Cy Young, but he'd been right up there. Babe Ruth's unbelievable. His impact on baseball. He went to Japan. Baseball's huge in Japan. Babe Ruth went there. Babe Ruth pushed baseball in Japan. So there you go there. Big His time. impact on the game. He could do no wrong, even though he did wrong. Like Mickey Mantle. He yeah, was, he I punched agree. A, He punched an umpire in the face, and they're like, that's fine, it's Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know, he hung the beat the managers up and, and uh, the, the owners and stuff with teams on you know the trains and the movies you know obviously not all that's real but the concept is mm. of him being you know arguing with them and fighting them and stuff did no wrong he was Babe Ruth you know he was uh, the first players to have the number on the jersey that's where he got three because he was the third batter he was he, his quotes I mean hey you know you made more money than the president last year well, I had a better year than him you know unbelievable he had the, the, the big crown the big cigar mm. he was he was unbelievable. He saved baseball in its darkest hour mm-hmm. after the Black Sox scandal. And he's still the icon of baseball. He, sure he hasn't is. played in almost 100 years. And he's still baseball to the, to the core. It's Babe Ruth. Yeah. I love Babe Ruth. I got the plaque. I got I got a whole bunch of stuff, Babe Ruth. He's just, um, he's just, he's, you can go into his stats. There's no need to. If you no. don't know him, then I don't know what's wrong with you. But he's unbelievable. And off the field, his impact is, you know, he had a, he had a troubled life as a kid and, and stuff like that, and um, even as an adult. But he still was, just could do no wrong. Fishing tournaments he won with the big marlins and stuff he caught. And the bowling tournaments and the golf. He loved golf. Won tournaments there. He was bigger than life. He was one of the bigger humans you were going to see at the time. Was he 6'3"? I mean, he was huge. Yeah, he was a big um, guy. You know, he didn't work out that much. He had some workout regiments and the beer and the hot dogs and the... He just, it's like, how? What is, what? Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, it's just Babe Ruth. I don't know. It's just, he's baseball's Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
and if you want to be, um, you know, because there is revisionist history, like we talked about with the the Babe Ruth. I've seen a lot of people online talking trash about Babe Ruth. I don't agree with it, but if you want to get analytical about it, he has the all-time highest war with like 180-something, and it's not even close in second. So if you want to even get to the advanced stats about it, he's still at the top of the advanced stats. So And slugging percentage. Yeah, he's got that, what was it, like... <laughs> 857 or yeah. for a career or something crazy like that. OPS, he has, he, you know, stole bases. He stole a lot of bases. Yeah, especially like 119 triples or something in his career. Especially right? early in his career, he had a lot of those. He stole home a bunch. He lost the World Series, last out of the game, stealing home. Babe Ruth, what are you doing? Just stand at third. I'm coming home. You know, crashed head first into the brick wall. I thought he was dead. You know, reading his last rights out there. Got up, finally got him up. We got him back conscious. He, next thing he goes up, it's a home run. Yeah, why not? Yeah, hits a home run in another state. You know, he just did it all. Every story just makes sense. Babe Ruth. Every list. Every list Babe Ruth's on. Every list. I don't care what you say, you know. Three home runs in a game. Reggie Jackson, 1977, you know. How many guys done it? Well, you know, four guys done it. Babe Ruth done it twice. <laughs> he did it twice, of Even course. Even did something, he did it twice. You know, who has the lowest DRA in the postseason? Babe Ruth. World Series. Babe Ruth. Pitcher. Struck Ty Cobb out. You talk about home runs, he's on there. You talk about slugging percentage, he's on there. You talk about OPS, he's on there. You talk about uh, RBIs, he's on there. You talk about, you find any weird stat, like who hit the most home runs uh, at a 3 p.m., a 4 p.m. start game on a Tuesday, Babe Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, Call you find. shot, you know, with the, yeah. the grand slams and the, the iconic. I mean, it's unbelievable. It made movies and movies and movies about Babe Ruth because mm-hmm. it's, it's Babe Ruth. Yeah, there's such a mystique, yeah. you know. And it's just, he was, he could do no wrong. You yeah. know, he did he did wrong. And he had times in his career, in his life, that he had things. He punched an umpire, you know. The guy, he punched an umpire, the guy that came in through no hitter. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I don't tell you. He, you know, these guys, he was just something else. Yeah. He absolutely was. Absolute legend. And legend he, of sports. Yeah, and he's the home run king. Mm-hmm. I know Hank Aaron the most and Bonds with the steroids the most, but he's the home run king. It was his crown. He had it. He He made home runs. He just and he's hitting it with a, a beach ball because the ball had to be squishy because they don't have no oh, yeah. bat. He just ripped off a tree trunk, you know. <laughs> he just ripped that off and smoking that thing around. Yeah, you know, he's got that. You know, they watched the video, the quick little little run. Yeah, you know, the run he, he had. And, yeah, you know, twirls hat. And, you know, there he goes. It's like that's Babe Ruth. You know, everyone went to see Babe Ruth. Yeah, I didn't care who the hell else was playing. Yeah, oh Babe Ruth's up. All right, here we go. You know, Babe Ruth. All right, yeah, oh, beat a home run. Let's go out. Yeah. Oh, Babe Ruth's back. Come back in. I can only imagine what the crowd was like back then when he uh, came up. Imagine you know. walking in a room. Everyone just bow down. It was like a, a president's over there. Babe Ruth's right here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, you know. Just unbelievable. He was just... He's unbelievable. Larger than life. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he was just... And we lost him very early, too. With the, with the throat uh, cancer and stuff. And he was, what, yeah. 50s? Yeah, it was. I think he was only in his fifties. And um, you could see too when his last appearance at Yankee Stadium. I mean, he was shrunken. Yeah, he was shrunk. Took the life out of him. You're like, ugh. His, just his like, voice oh. is rough to listen to. You couldn't believe it. You're like, that's Babe Ruth. You're like, yeah. oh my god, you felt so bad because it was like that. How could someone like that be beaten up? It's like he's Superman. Yeah, yeah. He don't get like that. Imagine if he had 30, 40 more years of Babe Ruth. At least thirty years, because you know he's from early 1900s, but think about 30 more years of Babe Ruth in baseball. We're talking 1980s, he's around? Yeah, right? Yeah, something I mean, like that. Where would baseball be if we had 30 more years of Babe Ruth just yeah. alive? Imagine Babe Ruth, 1980s. <laughs> That's like saying Jesus 
It was in the 1980s. It's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the concept. Yeah. It's like the what? Yeah, the savior of baseball. You it know? doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth. So, I love Babe Ruth. I know. I we, we both do. I just love Babe Ruth and his stats, and he's just a remarkable, remarkable man. You know? And he got the nickname Babe from when he assigned to the Orioles. The players were like, well, that's the owner, Jack, I think, or Jake. Well, I don't remember the owner's name, but that's that's his baby. That's his baby. So, they started calling him Babe. Babe Ruth. And he's like, well, watch this. Boom. Yeah. 14 home runs later. And the quotes, the quotes are just remarkable, too. He was... Like I said, you could do a whole episode about the guy. He's right. just, he's larger than probably any player yeah. um, in baseball. And, I mean, hard-pressed to find other sports, yeah. you know. I think, I think he had the most, the biggest impact on his sport than any athlete ever. Yeah. And I think he could be the greatest at his sport than any athlete ever. And there's a few names you can even throw to try, try putting on a list. And one, oddly enough, we get to see, and that's, and that's Tom Brady. His, you almost say, well, he's like one of the greatest at their, at their sport that you've ever seen. But that's Babe Ruth, I think, is. And everyone liked him, except Ty Cobb. But everyone liked him. <laughs> except Ty Cobb. And it's everything. Everything about him was just like a storybook. Sold to the Yankees. And then the Curse of the Bambino. The nicknames. The salt swap. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just remarkable. Yeah, it goes on and on. It's, it's just like. It's just remarkable. So, he's number one on my right field list. He's the home run king to me. And he's the greatest baseball player to ever play, and he's not even close. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, he's my number one. Uh, he would probably be my number one all-time list. He'd be really hard for to make an argument with me on why he wouldn't be. Um, I see there are things that I hear, and I go, okay, that makes sense. But like to to knock him down from number one is is for me is tough. Um, it just doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, because your impact um, on the game will never match. And he has the stats to back it up. It's not like, oh, well, it's not like Jackie Robinson where his impact is so big that he's such a legend of the game because of his impact, while his stats are admittedly for Jackie Robinson lagging. Where with Babe Ruth, he has that impact, but he also has how many records, you know, in the game. So uh, it's a little different. You know, Babe Ruth is is our favorite players, and I'm interested to see, you know, listening if you guys would comment and your favorite players or your favorite right fielder or whatever, um, who knows, maybe you guys, Hank Aaron might be getting a little bump right now for you. Everyone digesting his stats and looking again at his stats and how great he was. Maybe he's up there for you. I don't know. You remember um, too, babe, if he never pitched, what's his stats? Oh, I can only imagine. I'm talking 800 home runs and 3000 hits and, and you know, they didn't count RBIs for a couple of years of his career too. So you count RBIs, he's got more RBIs and, uh, yeah, it just gets then it starts getting muddy with that stuff too. Give him today's bat, today's bat. Oh my god! In today's stadiums, are not 590 feet to center field, and boy, how far would he hit one? Yeah, he would. He could. I wouldn't be surprised if he could hit it out of Yankee Stadium. You know that old oh that god. old stat. He could see it out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's our top. That's actually all of our top lists for players. Um, you know we're we're gonna continue in the next episode with. The top, you know, we're going to do top managers, stadiums, uh, mascots, and uniforms. So just kind of some quirky stuff we're going to continue with. We are going to start doing the weekly stuff starting next week. The bi-weekly stuff is over. Now that we have some stuff to talk about with baseball, we have our uh, off-season recap we're going to do. We're going to do our um, look-ahead division-by-division, kind of how we started the the. the podcast last year we're gonna do that again so we've got uh, about nine episodes planned coming after this and then hopefully you know as long as there's no delay the season will start april 1st so we're excited for that 
So Frank is going to hit us with some of the news because we kind of, you know, because we recorded at a weird date uh, with me being on vacation. Uh, we kind of missed, there's obviously trades and stuff we'll get to uh, in our off-season recap, but there's some news that we got to go through, and then Frank's going to hit us with the trivia question. Um, so I'll send it over to him real quick to finish this up. Yeah, so I mean, we talked about uh, the passing of Hank Aaron. We also, um, you know, we lost um, Tommy Lasorda. Uh, we lost Don Sutton Yeah. recently. So we had some pretty hefty news there with some of the really legends of our sport. You know, we had some big trades. You know, I think we, we mentioned Josh Bell. Lindor got traded, you know, to the Mets. And Talion traded to the Yankees. Some signings with LeMahieu. Yeah, we, yeah, we've seen signings. We've seen Rottomino got traded today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen some signings. We're not going to go into them right now because we're, we're what, two weeks. We're going to have an episode that breaks down the whole offseason, and we're going to jump into this stuff. So, yep. um, But just to throw it out there so you guys know, like, hey, these guys don't even know what's going on. Like, we know what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, there's some stuff going on around, around baseball, and um, we lost some legends again, which seems like we say it every week. And uh, the plan is still for baseball to start on time. And they did turn down the original proposal for an NLDH this year and expanded playoffs. Eventually, the NLDH will be there for this year. I'm, I can guarantee it. The expanded playoffs, I believe there will be expanded playoffs. It won't be 16 teams like we've seen this year or even 14. I think you might see 12, which is a fine. That's fine with me. I don't like any more than that. Yeah, that's, that's so fine. So we got some news coming up shortly in spring training a couple weeks away. So really exciting time for baseball. And in our episodes here, we're going to go into that fun list that Mike said. And then we're going to go into off-season breakdown and then division by division. And then all of a sudden it'll be the season. Hopefully. Yeah. I'm excited. So, um, but the trivia question this week is uh, again, regarding one of these two positions. The trivia question for the week is out of the, the center field MVPs, all the MVP awards won from a center fielder who had the highest war in their MVP season. Can you guess, I mean, can you guess the player? Can you guess the season? Could you guess the war number? I mean, it's uh, they're pretty tough. It's pretty tough to do. But um, I believe there was 20 center field MVP awards given out. Yeah, that sounds about right. So it's a lot easier than some of our trivia questions. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah um, I'll say. <laughs> who has it? You know, that's the question. Who has it? And, you know, so the, the answer is Mickey Mantle in 1957 mm-hmm. with 11.3 war. You're going to say, well, 56 won the Triple Crown. His war that year, 11.2. So his MVP season in 57 was the highest war by a, a center fielder in their MVP season. Single yeah. season. 11.3. Yeah, that's uh, – when you asked me it, I immediately went to Trout just because I thought that would be a stat that he already has for some reason. I just Because I know that he has, for his age, where he's at in his career, he has a high war. So I thought it would be him. But then I was like, all right, well, it's got to be Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, you know, whatever. But I immediately thought of the 56 season because that was he won the MLB Triple Crown or something. I'm like, well, that's got to be it. But no, it was the season after. Um, by point one. By yeah, by point one. Who knows? Maybe he had an extra. He had extra range that year. I don't know. <laughs> I'm stupid. That's a good trivia question, though. I, the The name itself might be guessable. The year, I don't know if it's going to be so guessable. You know, um, we'll see. You know, when people get to listen and comment and let us know. So that's, you know, that's that's the lists. That's our nine positions, our top ten list nine positions. You can revisit this list, and I'm sure over time things may change. Our thoughts may change. New players come in. Um, who knows, maybe down the line we can make different lists, or maybe we could do a top ten players of all time list in the next offseason or whatever we end up doing. But that's our those are our lists. We're going to come back with the little quirky list uh, next episode, and then 
we are going to start with the new season outlook and how the off season went. So unless uh, that's it, and unless you got anything else, Frank, I mean, we can uh, wrap this baby up and we'll be back to our normal weekly uh, podcast. No, I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we hit all the nine positions and ten, really. You got the H in there. And that's true, yeah, ten. We talked about some some unbelievable players. and We talked, to, we, we talked about the top ten greatest players at some point. Yeah, and they're all in there. You just got to put them in a list. Yeah, and these players, I mean, we probably talked about top 100 graded players. We probably touched on in this list. Yeah. Probably, I almost all of them. I mean, baseball just has a history that's just unmatched. And and it has a thing, you can look at it any way. In any way, every person looks at the game different in their history. And it could take you down way many different rabbit holes and how you look at the game and who you list here and who you list there. It's unbelievable. And we still have stats coming out and, and you know, stats that didn't count, stats that count, and then you see your metrics. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and, and for me personally, I mean, the Negro League stats are getting put in soon if they're not already in to the Hall of Fame, which are stats that I don't think it's going to change like any top 10 lists or or anything like that. But you got guys like Josh Gibson and, and Satchel Page are now going to be officially in stat books and that's some stuff that I have to do a little bit of research on these guys that I don't really even know about you know yeah. so even stuff like that the, the like you said with the rabbit hole there's there's stuff that you know even the most uh, seasoned baseball uh, historian there's always stuff to learn yeah. um, and there's that's not that's unusual for sports I think that baseball has the biggest uh, of that and that's you know you can tell going to the hall of fames i mean we were what we spent six five six hours in the baseball hall we of fame and we were thankfully we were the only ones there but, but i mean there was like space yeah it's you it's feel like you have answers but there's just so much other answers you find one answer and then there's more questions that you find you know yeah and that's how baseball is like, well, what about this well we got this well you got this yeah well, what's that well ray shock's a hall of famer yeah what yeah, happened there yeah yeah <laughs> uh, griff is it? yeah sure all right yeah all right <laughs> All right, well, with with Ray Shock, one more can, time, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can wrap this up. Oh. Um, that's all I got. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. You can listen to this show regularly on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at real Mike Lepre. You can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepre. And you can follow me on on both at fdubs ten. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.